Hey there, guys. Crevelis here with the Quintessential Rhythm Podcast. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Um, in this latest episode, I have a very, very special guest joining us. Um, you guys have known him from his previous line of work, including but not limited to In the Groove, Pump It Up Pro, Re-Rave, and his latest venture into the rhythm and dance game world, Step Maniac. So please welcome the one and only, the Kyle Ward. Welcome, Kyle. Thank Woo! you so much for being here. <laughs> Hands up in the air, cheering Woo! sounds, all that stuff. No, so yeah, we're, no. <laughs> we're doing... Done? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going great, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. It's an honor to speak with you. Um, and I just want, Thanks. I've always wanted Thank to you. have you on. Yeah, I, I just always wanted to have you on. Um, so, and then talk to you and kind of pick your brain about, you know, uh, and, and just go over your story. So, um, yeah, so how have things been going this, uh, this last year or so? Man, it's, it's been kind of a wild ride for us, uh, just because there's so much that we do with this project. Uh, it's, I like to explain it to people as it's sort of like, when you think about everything we've done in the past, it's, it's like if you took all of that and mashed it together into one megazord of a project. And, you know, all we had all of the experience from in the groove back in the day. And we also had school experience from iDance. And then of course the stuff with ReRave. And, and um, so it's like a mesh of all of those things that worked well together. And, and now we're, we're sort of just approaching it from all different areas, including, you know, like the home market too, at the same time, which is always sort of a crazy venture in itself, but it's, it's been a wild ride on it. Honestly, it's, there's, there's always something to do every single day and it's, there's never a dull moment. That's the best way I can describe it really. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I've had some, a lot of personal experience playing step maniacs and I'm, I'm really happy to see it grow for you and your team because it's such a beautiful Thank project you. and and product. And it's in, and, and, and you're welcome. Cause it's, it absolutely is like the perfect amalgamation of, of all your past projects and, and goes off into a different direction to kind of be its own thing too, which is absolutely beautiful. Um, so, you know, yeah. getting that chance to play it because, you know, um, in the past, it's like, Oh, I was lucky if I got to play something, you know, like pump it up pro going back to that. Like I never thought I would actually get to play that. And I remember having this conversation with my friend, we were, we were avid in the groove players. You know, we started with dance dance revolution, like many people do in the community. Yep. And then we, I'm like, what is this in the groove game? Like, I don't know what this is. Like, so we tried it and I remember playing in the groove Two, queen of light expert and seeing a set of hands. And I'm like, what is this? Oh, and yeah. I just kind of threw my hands up in the air, no pun intended. And I looked at my friend and I'm like, what, <laughs> not on the stage, but in the that? air. <laughs> yeah. Just in the air, like, ah, you know, yeah. so, you yeah. know, um, so to have, and I remember the story was that I remember saying, wouldn't it be crazy if they took these songs and they put them on pump it up? Cause we were kind of back and forth between pump it up and then the groove and DDR. And then lo and behold, like, you know, a year or so later, it's like, Oh my gosh, this guy's playing, you know, bang on, on, on pump it up. Like that's insane. That like, that's, that's like the hardest thing ever. So, um, you know, it, it's great to have one pump, here. Pump it up pro is yeah, yeah. Pump It Up Pro is actually a really successful project too. And uh, what's funny is a lot of people, um, even if In The Groove 3 would have kept going or things would have kept going, um, Pump It Up Pro actually would have still come out anyway. Really? Um, okay. Because all of those arrangements, oh, oh yeah, all of those arrangements happened at ASI, I believe it was, uh, I think it was 2004, ASI 2004. Um, uh, and and Amiro, there, there was a point where in the groove was selling so fast and so much that 
like we had our own booth there, obviously, as as Roxer and uh, and Amero also had their booth, and they were you know they were pushing pump it up zero, and and mm-hmm. uh, I think it was exceeding zero at the time. Um, but they had specifically talked to us about we love what you're doing within the groove, and we would love for you to give this kind of treatment to the pump it up franchise because we think it would really benefit you know the players or especially people in North America and and the European audience. And so that's exactly what we did. And um, we're lucky that, um, you know, w- with the results of what happened with in the Groove Project, that we ended up just transferring a lot of stuff over. Uh, but it, it would have been interesting to sort of split the difference at the time because we would have had to have done both. And it, it might have been, you know, more difficult to pull off. But I, there's there's nothing we can't do the way we like to look at it, at least. But um, that I, I actually, lo- for me, I love Pro because... I spent a lot of time also testing it and we built a really good community here in Vancouver based on it. And I I've always looked at, you know, classic dance dance revolution and pump it up as inspiration for things. And uh, I was just honored to be able to have a chance to, to leave an impact with the pump it up franchise. And we, I think we did a lot of really good things at the time. And there was a lot of inspirations from that project that you actually still, still can see in, in the pump it up franchise today. Like the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the sound on the FX cabinets, um, I remember there was a manufacturing defect uh, early in the stage of the cabinet and uh, they, they had reversed all the phase on the base, uh, which I, I identified and, and, and helped them with. Um, the other big advancement was the buttons. That was the very first time that Pump It Up ever would have buttons, um, which at the time there were a lot of people that were really defensive about adding buttons to Pump It Up. But mm-hmm. uh, we were adamant about people need to be able to use this game and have the ability to navigate. And, and mainly just be able to use it because it was it's been a problem you know for for pump it up for years and so we fixed that um, the other thing that is a pretty major advancement at the time was the welded back bars before that point the the back bars were always detachable um, with with uh, screws in the back which uh, you being a player for a while you might remember that mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the uh, the pro project was was basically the first one to introduce all of those advancements and um, actually, they're you know you'll still see them on the cabinets today. The buttons are a little bit different, obviously, and they've been changed. But uh, before, uh, before I think it was Prime. No, uh, it was I guess it was the 20th anniversary. The buttons were always the same ever since Pro. They mm-hmm. they had remained Correct. on the cabinet, mm-hmm. and they started being utilized in the Korean pumps too. So kind of yeah, cool. Anyway, it, sorry, tangent. <laughs> oh no, it's that's that's fine. We you know we can go like you said we can go we can go along as 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 long as we need to or want to. But, you know, just it, it, it is it is really difficult because um, I've seen people go up and they play pump it up. And it's a hard game for people to understand because it's, you know, they say, oh, this is Dance Dance Revolution. It's like, yeah, same kind of idea. But, you know, you have a different interface. You have different music to a degree, you know, it can, and that can be very you know different. Yeah. Oh, why is this song here? But what my point was like yeah, those buttons really did help. And they were controversial at the time. Cause I, I do remember that on message boards and, oh, and, yeah. and whatnot. They were and, abomination. That's, I remember. <laughs> yeah. In fact, we made a, we, we played, we made a course uh, just joking about it in the, in the mm. development, but yeah, they, they received a lot of backlash. It was really interesting, <laughs> but it's, it's good now because, you know, so many people, and, and that's a, that's a thing that step maniacs takes further because you'd use the touch screen now oh, yeah. so because people are used to you know having a 
touchscreen devices all over in every aspect of their lives. Exactly. Oh, this is my phone. This is my tablet. Uh, this is in my car. This is in my my kitchen. Almost you everything know. is touch operable today. And it's it's funny because you still see some people walk up to some of the dance machines and, and pump it up as a good example. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've seen people try to touch the screen actually, and <laughs> it doesn't do anything. Um, so they they're, you know, pretty clueless about it, um, unfortunately. And yeah, that, that unfortunately, that is a problem that plagues pump it up still to this day is just the, the UI experiences, you know, it's just not ideal, oh, yeah. with it. but you know, the players that follow it, uh, they're, they're used to it working that way. So it's, it usually works for them, but it's, it's not as user-friendly, unfortunately to, to new people. Oh yeah. And I, I totally agree with that. And, and when I saw that step maniacs was touchscreen, I was like, what you know it was like it was not something that i expected i mean of course you did you and your team did re-rave and and all that so i don't know why i didn't expect it but it still surprised me i guess because i'm thinking this is a dance game there's always been a button there probably always will be a button so it's just yeah. and step maniacs is so easy to use and you know you can get in there you can select your song um the the only part of set mix I ever had trouble with was just adjusting to that center button being in a you know in a DDR esque type environment. But after one or two rounds, you're completely fine and it's yeah. almost natural. And it's it's funny because when a lot of people try the game at first, they're really you know they're concerned about the use of the center button and mm-hmm. uh, they're not sure what to think about it yet. And probably one of the biggest questions we get when someone first tries the game is is there a way to disable the center button? And um, I can totally understand uh, that mentality because uh, back when I was uh, solo is a good example that I can think of when you, mm-hmm. when you introduce a new uh, arrow uh, column position to the gameplay, a lot of times it can just, it can mess with people's mind a little bit. And, and the main thing is, is it's just not familiar to somebody. So it's very hard for them to take a step back and sort of retrain their brain about how to actually work or, 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 or be, the type of caliber of skill set that you know that they're used to, because mm-hmm. no one ever, no one wants to go from playing the hardest levels to having to go back to not necessarily easy, but you know having to go back and sort of relearn that just a little bit. And and uh, I would say that you know I'm really proud of the way that we introduced the center button because it does offer some unique moves um, to the four panel mm-hmm. format that you don't get with Dance Dance Revolution or in the groove. And it also solves a fundamental problem that I think is sort of an issue today with the four panel format is it people don't move as much anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, luckily the pump it up X format sort of solves that as well, because you're sort of in a position where you need to move more and twist. And it's really the twisting oh, yeah. that, oh, yeah. that, and you know all about that, but mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. the four panel format doesn't really have any twisting. It really has the crossovers and that's about the extent of the twisting that it gets, but that center position really adds that that twist element but also the the need to to move and pick up your feet again which uh, again i i think it's it's something that the the, the four panel format has needed for a while so I'm, I'm happy that we're able to offer that and it, and it also makes some interesting jump patterns and other things that we like as well oh yeah so, and, and, and yeah. it's like every time you guys put out a video for you know the update i'm always like oh i want to look at that uh that wild chart i want to see what they're doing here and it's yeah. great because I love I love a lot of the callbacks and those types of charts, especially for in the groove songs. So when yeah. I looked at Charlene, and first of all, let me say I was shocked because I was like, oh, I don't think we're ever gonna get missing heart. I thought maybe missing heart, but erotic, it was like, yeah, this is more of a kid, like a family-friendly game. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, you know, like this well, is great, you know. It- 
we, we do have the ability, the, the only reason we're able to really do that, I guess, diligently is we do have family filter options in the game. Mm. So there are a lot of places that are very sensitive to family friendly mm. environment, which I completely understand. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But, but we do offer, uh, we have a way of making it possible so that people can hide specific songs or activate the, the family filter if they, if they need to do that, which um, I do believe that Pump It Up has a way of hiding the songs as well, mm-hmm, uh, but mm-hmm. it's a feature that's surprisingly missing from a lot of music games that uh, as an operator, it's it's really important sometimes for your environment to be able to, you know, base it on what your clientele expects or, you know, it, it, if it's a kid environment, you probably don't want <laughs> that music. Yeah. And, and uh, that... Which, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no not at all. I'm just saying it's uh, it, it depends on the environment. And, and luckily we approach it in a way that if people want it, it's, it's available and it, and it is definitely a throwback to the past and people like the music. So um, we like to try to, to figure out solutions that work in both cases. And I, and I think it, it's a good balance because people have the ability to, to uh, completely remove it if they need to. So. Oh no, that's and that's great because you know I remember uh, we had Rerave and Rerave Plus at uh, Disney Quest, which was a five-story oh, yeah. arcade at, oh, at yeah. uh, Downtown Disney or Disney Springs now, and and it's it's been gone for a few years now. They they bulldozed the building and, and made something else, but I, I remember them having the set maniacs, and we couldn't play. I think it was like Romeo and Juliet, you know Juliet. Oh. It's because they had yeah. turned that off, or and there was I think there was one other song. It might have been um, Pretty Ugly or something. And it was kind of sad, but oh yeah, yes. you know, in that in those environments, and so like I remember seeing, I think Pretty Ugly is like the cut step maniacs different because I think it might be a little bit, yeah, a little bit. Okay, yes, um, um, it masks it masks a particular part of the song. Okay, because yeah. <laughs> when I saw that song, like this would be a great song to have in Step Maniacs, you Dis- know. Disney yeah. Quest was a huge re-rape supporter back in the day. They actually oh, yeah. had, I think they they purchased, uh, I think it was either three or four machines, and it was in their top ten. Um, along with Speed of Light, which they they loved the game, but uh, the Disney infrastructure was very very adamant about not mm. having any games communicate with the outside world or putting content into uh, the game that okay. wasn't approved for for kid environments. And it actually took us almost a year to get them to even link it online to be able to receive updates because they were very much against that. Which, um, if you know anything about the Disney infrastructure, they're they're very controlling and and. And, and, you know, sometimes that works really well. It's like they, they mm. want a certain experience for their, for their customer base and they, they do a good job maintaining that. I mean, it's Disney. So yeah. Um, and it, it anyway, was, but we, yeah, it was, it was great to play it there because, you know, they sold annual passes. So for a hundred dollars a year, yeah. you could go, you know, if you went three times, you paid for the pass, you know, it paid for itself because otherwise it was about, you know, 50 or so dollars to get in each time. So, um, but it was great because they had the step maniacs and they called it, you know, pump it up heaven there because, you know, we had an exceed machine or exceed two machine. We had a zero, we had all these things. So, and then we had a DDR X2 at one point and they ended with Fiesta 2013. Um, So that was great to get that experience playing re-rave, you know, in a, in a, on a full-sized, you know, cap. And those screens were huge. I remember like, wow, this is great. You know, and I was... Yeah, it, it and I was never that great at it, but I had friends that were, were that were and they would play Black Magic and you know Gargoyle and just yeah. just really you know uh, stomp out those 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 charts and on those harder difficulties. So it was it was a great product. But Kyle, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, how did you get your start doing all this? What got you into 
you know, doing music and, and into yeah. the rhythm and gaming uh, dance game communities to be such a positive and productive member like you are? Well, I was actually really fortunate. Um, so the way I got into it was um, I, I went to school in Seattle for, uh, for video production, actually, and communications, which is really my, my background. And uh, I happened to, which is really funny. I have, I have a, a interesting past with, with Dance Dance Revolution, actually. Um, when back in the day, when we, when we did a lot of land parties and things, um, it was a little bit ago, obviously, but um, I, it's funny. I had always seen the, you know, home setups or like things that people would do uh, at land, land events with DDR. And I didn't mm. really know what it was at the time. And I never had tried it, uh, but I was intrigued by it. But what really happened is in Seattle, when I was going to school, um, they, they of course have one of the, the famous GameWorks locations there. And I got in the, in the mentality of, of, of going to GameWorks almost uh, at least three or four times a week um, with the time card. Not, not with, you know, I, I wasn't really into paying for credit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wanted the time card because I wanted the full hour or two hour experience with the game. So um, I remember seeing people play Dance Dance Revolution. And I just, I, I, I fell in love with the idea of, you know, first of all, the music at the time. I just, I, I love that type of music and, and music production was always a hobby on the side of doing video production. So, you know, it's, it's all multimedia anyway, when you think about it, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I just always love to make music on the side outside of media stuff for school. So I sort of fell in love with the concept of moving to the music because I, I've always loved products that uh, sort of immerse you or involve you in a way where, um, and music games are, are a perfect example of that. You sort of become one with the music mm. and uh, it, it benefits you in a positive way because you're obviously doing things with your mind and you're, you're getting exercise at the same time. And uh, I never really considered myself a music gamer. I just really love the concept of moving uh, with the music and sort of interpreting it. And so that's what really drew me into the concept of dance games. But um, the, the way that in the groove started was at the time, you know, I, I connected with, with Chris Stanford and, and if anyone knows who he is, he was sort of the original creator of, of the step mania series completely, which um, you know, a lot of the uh, the naming with why we picked Step Maniacs was sort of a, a throwback to mm-hmm. the original Step Mania project, um, but also sort of like a branding image because now in today's world, there's so many dance game type of products mm-hmm. that, you know, and there's a lot of debate on if it's really dancing or not. And uh, I remember being at a show for, for iDance where there was this dance instructor and she was very adamant about how iDance was not real dancing. <laughs> and we should not be calling it a dance game because there's no tango or marumba or any of these traditional dance type moves. And I thought about it for a bit. There was no way of winning with this lady either. She was mm. really adamant and upset about it. She still played it and tried it, but she just was so adamant about it not being dance. And so I thought about that for a bit and she was absolutely right. It's more of a stepping and, uh, and mm-hmm. foot eye coordination type of, of a game. Um, there is freestyling and things that people used to do back in the day but it's, it's not necessarily traditional dance. Mm. So the whole naming for like Step Maniacs came to be that we wanted to position it as a stepping game or more of like an aerobic type of fitness type of environment for branding. But then we also wanted to throw back to the original Step Mania um, from, from years ago. And that's really how the name came to be. And it, it was funny because we tossed it around a little bit and we thought we were just 
we thought it would never go over well and we're, we weren't really sure with it because it was like oh okay step maniacs people yeah. think we're, we're crazy or something but uh we ended, ended up just sticking and we we don't actually even care if people call it step mania or step mania x or mm-hmm. there's all these variations as long as step is in the name that's actually all we care about so i've seen people say step mania 20 or step mania yeah, 10. 10 yeah it makes me laugh too and it, it, it really it really doesn't matter it's just it's as long as you say step that's all that i care about so um but i got into i got into you know music games and i and that's specifically what started the in the groove uh development as well because chris you know had he had saw uh, we, we sort of connected and, and I guess sort of bonded over the dance dance revolution concept. And uh, at the time I started with USA and like third mix and I, I would just, I had gotten really into those games and I loved the music and I loved the idea. And uh, he sort of introduced me to the team in, in Austin at the time for Rocksor. And, and then that's just sort of how it happened. I, I started contributing eventually um, it started taking up so much more of my time than my actual work. Uh, I, I remember having to take vacations from all of the jobs I had with video too. And oh wow, uh, I, I made a lot of the the companies that I would work for. Uh, they they didn't understand like why I would have to take time off sometimes and and how it was actually never really a vacation. It ended up yeah. time to go work on something else. And I remember it was so difficult too because I'd I'd get home from my job all day uh, from doing video editing and video shooting like. I'd get home at like five o'clock and then I'd start working again. And then I'd eventually get to sleep by like two or three and then oh, get wow. up by seven to do it the next day. So it was, it was quite a, a, a fun process, but I'm really glad that it turned into what it did because I, I, of course, you know, I had that opportunity to get in with, within the groove and it, you know, that's, I, I owe a lot to Chris Stanford and just sort of the, the passion and the connection at the time. And, and I, and I love a lot of the, the classic DDR series too. I still use it as inspiration and, um, I, I would play it religiously even still to, to today. And uh, for me, it's just a matter of, of, you know, moving to the music and, and I, and I love the music from that time. So um, I think that's really, that's just how I got started and how I continue to keep doing what I'm doing is because I love that, that concept of, of moving to the music. And I just, I can't think of anything else that's like that because you, you're involving all of your senses and, and, you know, g- getting great fitness at the same time and, and hearing great music. So. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's great because when you know I think back, I think a lot of people in the community, you know, if not all of us to a degree, oh, you know, uh, you know, you and and Chris Danford and others like Glenn Maynard and 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 all of them. There's so many people because they, you know, all this stuff has brought us together and and strengthened us as as communities and it's created these great events and it's created you know, websites like, you know, when I started Pump Pro Plus, it's because, you know, I wanted a place where Pump It Up Pro fans could come and they yeah. could, um, you know, originally download files to make their edits for, because yep. um, I remember buying In The Groove PC. I still have my copy of it. I bought In nice. The Groove PC because I <laughs> wanted to make a edit to robotics and I couldn't, the SIP <laughs> file I had, I couldn't figure out it didn't the work, timing, you right? know. Yeah, yeah, the yeah timing. Yeah. So, like, I was like, yeah. you know what? I'll support we, this we got product. You. We got yeah. You. We, yeah, we, <laughs> that was we the plan all along was to get me just for that. So, like, but I remember buying that and like, oh, now I can make my my terrible edit that I want to make. You know, like, um, <laughs> but it's awesome. been so great because you know how you were, you know, you did you started out doing your video editing, but then 
you know, all this stuff, like at least in my story, and I'm sure it's the same for you to a degree and for other people as well in the community, it's like, it led me to doing web development. So it's like, I wanted to learn how to make websites so I could make my own website for this. And I do that for a job partly now, and also getting into a little bit of, you know, video editing and, and all that. So, and, nice. and graphic design. So I owe a lot um, to this community and, um, to people like you and, and Chris Danford and, you know, even uh, some other people, yeah, and, and, you know. Yeah, and you mentioned Glenn. Glenn is a kind of, a, you know, a lot of people don't really give him the notoriety that he deserves because, you know, Chris, between Chris and Glenn, actually Stepmania would not have, have happened mm-hmm, because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot a lot of people know of Chris as well, but, but Glenn is almost responsible for 90% plus of the code that's actually in the Stepmania branch. And, Glenn is, is just a mastermind when it comes to code. I don't know anyone else uh, like him that can, that can code or do the things that he does. And I'm fortunate to be able to work with him because he, he, I don't know anybody like him, honestly, Mm, and mm. he's very gifted and talented at what he does. And he can, he can literally do anything. And, and he, he, he's one of those guys that can make doom like appear on, you know, like a a matrix printer (laughs) or something. Uh, He's, He's a mastermind with code and, and uh, he, he's just great. And he, he deserves to, to be known more than he is because he, uh, and, and when we worked with Step Maniacs, that was one of the things we wanted to do is we wanted to do something not only, you know, different with the stages and the hardware, but we wanted the game to work differently. We didn't want to use a PC. Yeah. And we were able to get, he, we worked for, man, it was almost like a year or two getting a, uh, it, it, I, you can't really see it behind me, but there's a, there's a little tiny black box hanging between, be, mm-hmm. uh, under that monitor, which we're testing some things. And that, that's why that always runs all day. But the, uh, the entire game runs on, on something that's this size. That includes the video card, the, oh my the CPU, everything. And what's, it's great because, and Glenn, you know, again, he's, he's the mastermind behind being able to do anything. And we're able to get, you know, a full 60 FPS uh, arcade experience out of a box that's, you know, that, that large. And when you put it, you know, back to back with like an, an in the groove machine or or anything oh, yeah, that's latest yeah. today, you would not be able to tell what it's running. And it's it's quite amazing. Anyway, sorry. No, it, that's <laughs> that's OK. I, I, I love it because you're right. You're absolutely right. I don't think Glenn gets uh, the, enough credit. You know, he doesn't get the credit that he deserves. And I, I met him once um, about 11 years ago at um, I think it was ASIN, which is in Rosemont, Illinois, because I went out there. Yeah, I went up there nice. with some people with the Pro 2 team they were putting the game on display so he happened to be there and yeah like yep. i just you know i know that he's you know great great programmer and, and everything so it's it's amazing that you can get you know what step mania acts is onto a little box like that you know and, and doing everything yeah um especially when you compare yeah. you know the monstrosity of like um you know even a ddr white cab is is pretty big and beastly but then you go to a pump it up lx uh cab and it's like, you know, I would love <laughs> yeah. to have one of these in my house, but there's no way I could get it through the door. You know, whereas with a Step Maniacs yeah. setup, you know, it's it's easy setup, it's easy breakdown, um, you know, and it's not going to take we, up. We thought about that with the, yeah, we thought about that with the design. It's, uh, we have another one that we've been working on for a while that's, you know, massive and huge, like the LX type of design. But honestly, uh, we, we found, at least in our experience, that like the, the 42 inch monitor is kind of like the ideal oh, yeah, size definitely. Uh, for what you want with a dance game. And and you're absolutely right. You know, everybody doesn't have a lot of space. It's not abundant for people. And so we really thought about that with the machine design and tried to make it, you know, as compact as possible. And it is, it's about 
uh, it's a little under two thirds the size of an in the groove machine. So it fits. Uh, uh, and it's definitely sort of inspired too by the, by the FX, FX era mm-hmm, of mm-hmm, machines. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's actually even more slim than the FX machine uh, was originally. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it was, I'm really happy with, with the design of the machine actually. And it, and it seems like it's selling really well for us. So. Yeah, it it's, is. It's, it's great. Cause I love, you know, my, my friend's game center, his land center, gaming center there it you know it's it's easy for him to move because he had it in one spot then he's like okay i'm gonna move it over here because i'm getting some new stuff in whereas like you know the arcade yeah. where i would go to play pump it up it's like they've moved that machine around but it's it's big and it's like oh we got to move something out of the way because we got to get it up here you know and it's just you yeah. don't have that with the step maniacs um but also i'd like to ask you some other questions too um yeah go for it you know so there because there's a couple of things i'm really interested for, you know, from your experiences and, and all the different projects. Um, but because, you know, I love Step Maniacs and I, I want to support you guys and in the game and help in any way that I can, you know, from um, like, if you were to encounter somebody um, who hasn't played Step Maniacs before, who hasn't played a dance game before, but maybe they're interested, they're saying, hey, you know, I, I want to work out. Like, I want some aerobic kind of exercise. I, I, oh, I, I, maybe I could do this at home too. I don't have to go to the gym. I want to do some cardio. So how would you describe the game to them? And, and if they wanted to get better at the game, what steps would you recommend for them to take to improve on playing Step Maniacs? So, yeah, one of the best things about the interface is, you know, we don't really need to explain a lot to people. Um, if you've looked at how it basically works from the, the, the flow, is we, we get someone started with it and it's sort of intuitive. They know exactly what to do. And mm-hmm. I remember when we were designing all of the UI elements and, and you know, a shout out to uh, Jason Bolt as well, but we, mm-hmm. he's, he's a fantastic graphical artist. Uh, we, we all worked together though, to come up with basically the, you know, the, the, the UI and how the elements would work together. Uh, but to answer your question, there's really not a lot that we need to do to sell someone on it or get them started with it. Because like one of the things I love about our beginner mode is it, it really makes things easy for even kids that are, you know, like ages 10 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, or, there is no age limit, obviously. But what we do is we restrict it just to the line instead of being having to be concerned about five arrows at a time. You only need to worry about, you know, left, center and right. And I would say when people first start oh, okay. out, you know, there's the whole um, there's there's the obsession with, you know, always standing in the center and then, mm-hmm, you know, sort mm-hmm. of popping back. Um, to the center. So uh, th- with Step Maniacs' beginner mode, it sort of solves that because just like Pump It Up sort of does, uh, there is a center position that people have to step on. Um, the problem with Pump, though, is that I don't think they necessarily understand that they, you know, that they can't return to the center um, mm-hmm. because it, it, the UI doesn't necessarily display it the same way. With Step Maniacs, we sort of show, uh, you know, visually the columns that you're activating at the time, um, which sort of plays into the the way it displays a little bit easier on, on people's eyes. But um, a lot of times if people start on the beginner mode, it sort of comes naturally because one of the advantages of only using the three columns is it lets us keep the rhythms actually still pretty interesting and not boring mm-hmm. uh, because like a problem within the grooves novice mode is it gets boring after a while to, to hit an arrow and then wait a, an entire measure sometimes mm-hmm. to hit one more arrow and then another arrow. And they're not really necessarily thought out well. Um, and at the time, you know, we did, I, I can say that we didn't have a lot of emphasis in the easier and, and beginner type charts with novice with step maniacs. It's almost kind of like our center focus with the game, because we've really emphasized, you know, 
there's so many people today that don't know what a dance game is. And so mm -hmm. people that are part of the community and the interact like on Facebook every day, they, we all know each other and we always have for several years, but so many people forget that there's, there's what we consider, you know, casuals or normal people out in this, in society that don't know what these are or how they work. And the, the funny part about it is the game is sort of considered, the concept is kind of considered retro at this point. Yeah, it's been around it so long. Old. I mean, yeah. they originated, yes, but, but you would laugh about it because I would say that both, unfortunately, both Pump It Up and, and, and DDR and even in the groove, they missed the mark so badly on introducing new people to the game because mm -hmm, they just, mm -hmm. they forgot about the roots and there isn't a product that does that very well. And I, I'm pleased that I think that ours is, if someone's going to start with a dance game, they, they probably want to start with Step Maniacs because it's the easiest to use, easiest to understand everything from like the judgments. They tell you when you're early or when you're late and that's carried over all the way until, you know, you're even a, an expert player. Uh, th there isn't an arbitrary word like marvelous or fantastic mm -hmm. or, you, you know, to, to understand like, why is that different than perfect or what, mm -hmm. what is great mean versus perfect versus. Uh, so all of those simple issues we solved with the UI, but it's also just very approachable with the touchscreen and, and, and you sort of get the idea of, uh, and the excitement of moving with the music, sort of like what originally drew me into the, the concept, but um, if people have, you know, like a setup at home as well, we also offer something in the game called Quick Play, which uh, if, if you've ever seen it before, um, it, it sort of lets you just get started with the game and it sort of puts the, a difficulty display on screen. And it's sort of like an endless mode that if you're just interested oh, okay. in getting some cardio and nonstop playing, you, you, it sort of bypasses the whole picking a song and then getting, getting a, a result or a score and then picking another song. It just sort of Gets, it puts you into a song and then just keeps going and keeps going. And, and you know, if you're getting cardio uh, and, and, you know, for workout purposes, that's super important. And, um, you know, a lot of other games, there's a, a resting period after you, you play, like there's a, a short burst, obviously, mm -hmm. and then you downtime. And this does a really good job of solving that because it's just ongoing all the time, as long as you can take it. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, there's people playing things like foot speed and, and, and more difficult levels today with, with, you know, various games out there. But uh, I would say that if for someone that is just starting out or just wants, you know, some basic cardio, you don't necessarily need to play the hardest levels. You can get mm -hmm. just as much as, as someone playing stuff like that. If you're playing the game for two or three hours, um, oh, if, yeah, if definitely. Not, you know, using the bar or focusing on conserving energy because by the time two or three hours is up and you're playing even nothing but easy charts you'll be sweating i guarantee it <laughs> yeah and it's it, great it's and fun. it's absolutely great like um you know even the i forget is it it's hard the hard so it's hard and wild those are the difficulties i play on the most and then some yes. i play in some some fools too because i you know the step chart the yeah, writing yeah. has been great too and it and it's like i said it's great to see those throwbacks and some of the other charts but it's great to see like new ideas yeah. and new things because you do have those center buttons there. And so there's stuff. And because I am a pump it up player mostly and I can do doubles and stuff. It's really cool because I still get stuff thrown at me that I'm like, whoa, I never expected that. And, um, you know, I would do some streaming nice. on Twitch and it's like, hey, I'm going to give a shout out to this step chart writer because that was really, really good. And it's just that even though that step main X is familiar, it's also super fresh because like you said before, these franchises have been around yeah. for 20, you know, 21, almost 22 years. 
And, you know, DDR, I loved, I still would play it, but, you know, it's, it's kind of become stagnant and, and, and it's not to discount it or anything because I owe a lot to it, but at the same time, they haven't really changed much of it. They don't, and I think maybe to some degree, they just can't, you know, because, you know, Andamira has a certain kind of engine and I'm sure they can't replicate that, you know, because there'd be some kind of trouble or when I don't know the specifics, but one would assume that, you know, that's killing our game here because we can't keep it fresh. We can't, and you're right. Then they can't, it's hard for them to bring in new, new people to the franchise. And I think that's what you and your team are doing so well is that you're Thank saying, you. Hey, we're friendly. You know, we got a lot of great stuff. We got stuff for the older players. We got stuff for the newer players too. And so that makes your game way different than anything else that is currently available. Um, you know, pump is, trying you know um but they again they they have that problem the the worst i think getting new people into that franchise because people see someone like me and they're like that looks way too hard you know and i think that kind of scares them off and and that user interface is is difficult it's um, it's hard to to use too yeah i mean when you think about it though like they're just like what you said i think there are plus points and minus points probably to every uh Mm -hmm. dance game out there and we, we could go over all of those, really. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a lot of things that I still respect about DDR as well, and, and obviously with Pump as well. But for us, it's just been sort of a, a focus to, to give people a choice. And mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of people that go into the debates about why this game is better than that game or like, you know, all, all of these infinite number of reasons. And for us, it's never really, at least for me, it's never been about that. It's just about giving people a different choice so that they have mm. multiple things to play. So it's not all, you know, a, a standardized or controlled experience from one person or, you know, exactly. right down from the music choices or the step charts. And, you know, you, you mentioned the step charts and we're really fortunate because we work with so many people actually in the community. Um, and, and Jonas is a good example. He's been around ever since the original in the group days, he was with us on pump it up pro um, there. There's a lot of other step, authors that we have too that have been in and out all over the years like you know jordan's another one of them mm-hmm. we've got joy from sweden we've got i can't we've got justin there's so many different step chart authors at this point that there's just really good variety in there oh definitely and, yeah uh, i would say that it's uh yeah i'm, I'm really proud of that as well because we, we do have the you know like the old throwbacks uh and then there's cases where we decide do we want the old throwback to be sort of like what people remembered it being, or do we really mm-hmm. want to change it? And, and, uh, and a good example of that is like, you know, bye bye baby balloon. The chart mm. is very modern, very oh, different yeah. feeling than it, than it was in the past that people remember. Um, uh, I guess damn Dariam is another one uh, that is, it's very similar to how it used to be. And so it's really fun for us to pick out, you know, when we have returning songs from, from other places, do we want to really modernize it or do we want to, you know, give people the feeling that they used to have? And, and we usually do that like with all the difficulties too. And, and uh, that's the other thing is with the step maniacs difficulty list is we'd really tried to, um, I guess, like trim the fat of the stuff that we didn't really mm-hmm. need. And mm-hmm. like within the groove, it was a good example of like the medium difficulty was just in a very strange place. It was never really utilized because it was in an area that just wasn't necessarily interesting to people. So there's really no reason to take the time to make steps like that because mm-hmm. it just really wasn't utilized as well. And so, you know, we sort of axed that, that difficulty as uh, obviously, and 
uh, we, we've done a little bit of treatment like that with the doubles modes as well, because we also have, you know, the dual and the full mode, mm-hmm. but we've also thought about, you know, like maybe we need to offer some more variety, like a lighter double mode. And there's some things that could happen in the future that we've talked about, because I do think that doubles needs um, more representation, but of course it, it is also, you know, probably played like 15% of the time in comparison to everything else, unfortunately. So for us, when we make a lot of decisions with things, it's really a matter of development time and then, you know, assessing how much time should we put into this or change a feature based on how much it's going to be used. And we've really done a good job with balancing that as far as, as I, I can tell so far, because, and of course, there's always things that players want to see, or there's always suggestions and, and things, and everybody can dream big, but mm-hmm. uh, it's really, it doesn't matter in, unless you can execute it well. And so mm-hmm. we sort of focus on what we know we can, we can really get in there and, and do a, a great job at. And then, you know, we're always trying to improve things further because it, it, for us, it's like an ongoing project. It isn't, you know, we're, I don't think there's anyone that would ever be satisfied with, with, you know, this art, they, they would, they, art, art is never uh, finished until it's abandoned. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, exactly. It's always yeah. a work in progress. Um, so, so uh, I also, but I, I, yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, no problem. No problem, Kyle. Um, so that's, that's a, that's a great answer. And I, I totally agree that, you know, it, it's based on each person's experience and, and, it, and then that UI is very straightforward. Um, but I kind of want to ask you some, some like musical questions too. Sure. Um, because, you know, sure. I was in, I, you know, once we got a step maniacs here in Orlando, I was super stoked because like I said, you know, it seemed like a unicorn out there, you know, something like, oh, I'm never going to get to play that, (laughs) you know, Um, but then once stuff started coming up that I'm like, oh, I remember that song, you know, so like to you, what, how's this experience been for you and your team, you know, bringing so many classics like from past DDR mixes over like the fantasy, my generation, you know, speed over Beethoven and so deep to set maniacs. Like, what has that process been like for you? Has it been exciting? Like, oh. Oh yeah. No, it's, that just adds to the excitement every day because uh, I'm actually fortunate because outside of, you know, like the, the music gaming stuff or the dance gaming development, I just, I have a passion for, for music production and sort mm-hmm. of that, that time period um, of the early two thousands uh, dance music, which is, it's completely different than what we consider modern EDM today. They're, mm-hmm. they're not even the same. Um, and, and it's okay. Cause it doesn't matter. They can coexist and they can, they can be different, re- you know, be around for different reasons, but I'm fortunate because I, I also reach out to a lot of these artists or producers or people that are responsible for the songs. And I, I just have common interests with them. So I'm able to talk with them. Um, mm-hmm. we're able to talk about the past or like, you know, things that, uh, you know, with that might be production related, like what type of synth that was used or, you know, like uh, uh, how were the shows at the time, just it's all, all kinds of different topics, but it's, uh, it's, it's always just fun to be able to be an outlet to, to, to introduce to them and then sort of, you know, mention the benefits of bringing the, the songs back. And in most cases, I'm able to reach out to, you know, the, the producers or the artists or the vocalists and, and really get them on board with the concept and you'll be surprised to, to know how disconnected they were from like the original releases when they were, when they were really released back in the day, they had, they had no idea they were used a certain way. Some, some of the artists never got paid royalties. Wow. Either, that's that's and all crazy. Kinds of crazy stories. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's, I've, I've heard it all, but, um, but for me, it's just great because it's kind of like an Easter egg hunt and, and a side activity that I, I get to do on the side of all the cool stuff with the game. 
I get to explore new music and go back in time and like dig things out. And then, mm-hmm. and then it's sometimes a challenge. Like uh, so deep is a great example of that. Oh, we yeah. tried to license that song for, for years. Um, it's a very difficult song to license because the label that actually, you know, produced it at the time is, is no longer around, but there's also several lawsuits actively against that label and the, oh, the artists no. and producers. Really? Uh, oh yeah. 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 Oh, no. There's a quite a backstory with that particular. Um, yeah. so, but, uh, so, so it's, there's kind of all these hurdles. I, I mean, we tried to license that song maybe two or three years ago. So that's wow. not something that you just, you know, send Do, out yeah. and you hope for getting a response in a week or something. It, it, it can be a process and it can, and each one is a, is a little bit different each time. So it makes it a little, a little interesting and keeps you on your toes, but I enjoy it all because I, I just like learning more and, and connecting with more people and, Fortunately, a lot of the music that we use is all over the world now, and it's just been a really fun process to go back. And in most cases, I'm inspired by a lot of these people, obviously, but it's just great to connect with them and sort of be an outlet for them to get their music out there again for a new generation of players. Because, I mean, let's face it, it's nostalgic for a lot Mm -hmm. of older people that remember them from the time. But there are people that, are, you know, again, starting a dance game today, 22 years later, like you said, they have no idea about these songs at no, all. No, not they at all. Where they not at all. No, <laughs> yeah. No history. So, but the, but these are great songs that are mm-hmm. very catchy. They deserve to be heard. And so, um, you know, there's no one else doing it. So I, I ask myself like, well, why isn't someone doing this? I'll do yeah. it. That's fine. I'll be the guy to go out. And, so it's been, it's been fun to do that. And, and uh, they're just as excited to be involved really. And it's been kind of fun because each, each song sort of gets a little bit of different treatment too, because you know, sometimes I, I, a lot of times I work with the original masters and there's a lot mm. of times where I'm, I'm sitting here in the studio, uh, either fixing things or making it work for uh, step maniac specifically. Mm-hmm. And I was so deep. That was a really, another good example. I have a DAT player that's uh, in this rack behind me that you can't, can't really see it, but it's on, it's behind the wall over there. Mm. And uh, I'm the only one in the port entire Portland area that has a working DAT player. Apparently. Oh my and goodness. <laughs> I actually had to, I actually had to fix it. And I, re- I remember, you know, digging through these forms uh, and and uh, trying to figure out how to how to get a rubber belt that just didn't exist anymore. I think there was a, a one oh in God. Austria for like for hundreds of dollars or something. But I was able oh, to use wow. like a little hair, hair tie for women or something. I went to like a drugstore and and anyway, I was really creative with it. But I, I I couldn't. There was no other way to get the the songs out from the from the studio release because sometimes the artists will send you know an exact yeah. the studio version. Uh, which I had to send it back to Belgium after I was done with it. Oh my goodness. But, uh, wow. I, I actually had the original DAT um, for so deep and, and it, it, you know, I had to figure out how to get it to work with the DAT player. And I, it was, it was crazy. Anyway, every little part like that has a crazy adventure that I deal with literally like every day. And that's what keeps it so interesting to me because it's not just, you know, a nine to five job, which is, which is really how I got into this to begin with. I, I got bored of the nine to five job. I wanted something that didn't feel like work that Mm -hmm, was, mm -hmm. uh, you know, made me feel good at the end of the day and stuff that I could accomplish or, or just do that didn't feel like work and made me happy about life, I guess. And so that's, that's really how I got into all of this and why I still do it because it's, to me, it's more than just dance gaming at this Mm -hmm. point. It's, it's like musical adventures or introducing new people to things. There's the whole traveling element, which is a, a sucks that it's not a part of, you know, right now, but I love to we'll travel. We'll get there eventually. Yeah. 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 You know, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> and I know it was so deep um, because 
it's like, you know, I'm not, um, I wasn't, you know, and, and the thing I didn't mention too, is that, you know, I was never into music as a kid. Like, you know, I mean, listening to music maybe a little bit, but I was never into like playing instruments. So, you know, because I got into dance games and that, like it taught me rhythm, you know, it's, it's giving me so much more. And so now I play at my church, I play percussion um, and I could play a little bit of drums too, but I just play cajon and for nice. our worship, worship band or whatnot. So it got me into that. But what I wanted to mention was so deep is that, you know, so deep. It's like I found out because I think Silver Tear is like one or two people right together. I'm not exactly sure, but I was always told Jonas Steerer is part of that or he was part of that. So that led me to go down a rabbit hole into his music and, you know, find this great like, you know, dance, you know, or, you know, uh, music or house music or whatever, you know, and I'm just like, this is this is awesome. I wish I could see more of this. So and 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 so deep is one of those strange songs like it's it's even hard to find like an mp3 of it or at least it was like you yeah. could it's on vinyl again, like, it has, <laughs> again, again it has a backstory that's pretty pretty extravagant actually um, and, and you know you're yeah. right it's it's a collective of, of so it's not just jonas it's actually a collective of like four different people and it's mm-hmm. uh there's quite a backstory which i don't think we have time to go into uh with the scope of this discussion but um <laughs> It, it, it does, right? I mean, that's one thing that, that music game or dance game music does is it, it leads mm-hmm. you to discover the artists and sort of go down these rabbit holes at times and, and find other interesting things. And, and it's fun. I'm just like, it's fun to discover, you know, new, new things on a treasure hunt or something. So, yeah, it, it's like, you know, and it, it's just, oh, so much to it. And some stuff I've forgotten just because time goes by. Um, but we, we, we have time for a little bit, a few more questions, but um, so you know, what has been, well, we kind of went over that, but are about talking, talking about licensing songs, but what's, what has been the biggest challenge for that when licensing songs for set many, has there been an artist that you've been wanting to get involved and they just tell you like, no, I mean, there's no need to know, to, to name names here. Oh, but yeah. if you had experiences like that, like, even though those, this was a song like previously in another game or something, and they're just like, no, I, I just don't want to deal with that. There, there's been a lot of, uh, there, it's interesting because the the problem when you license music is, um, you know, the artists or, or the it, it really comes down to music publishers most of the time because mm. everybody is trying to think about it from a business perspective, obviously. And mm. uh, for us, we approach it a little bit differently because we're not, as you know, with the game, we try to not really charge people like DLC or anything mm-hmm. for the songs. I think of it more as a promotional outlet for the artists but also as like a health and fitness and improvement tool for the people that are using it. So um, I try to explain it to people in, in sort of a different way because it's not, we're not a traditional gaming company that is trying mm-hmm. to generate money off of music. And usually um, that's, the, that's the very first uh, experience that a lot of music people have is, okay, why are you contacting me? What are you trying mm-hmm. to make off of my song? Because mm-hmm. obviously you're talking to me because you're trying to make money from my song. Un- yeah, so, I understand, um, yeah. And actually like a really good, not to be specific, but uh, my baby's mama is a good example of that. Uh, the, when, I, when I reached out to, to those guys specifically, um, the discussion was kind of like that. I, I, I was surprised because um, they had apparently a lot of music deals are not necessarily the best or music people don't necessarily have the best uh, perception in, in an artist's mind when it comes to deals and stuff. Um, but this guy, uh, he, it was really interesting because I just randomly 
uh, I send emails and I, I send out letters sometimes and, and all kinds of ways of contacting. And I randomly just got a phone call one day actually from Miami, Miami Florida from the label. And uh, I was talking to this guy on the phone and, and he said, so, so tell me why I would want to work with you. Why do I want to let you use our music? And mm-hmm. uh, what is your angle? Because every, every person in the music business has some kind of angle and I want to mm-hmm. know what it is. And mm-hmm. so it was, it was just really interesting because that, that kind of perspective was very defensive. And so I spent about, you know, an hour or two out, maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit like maybe an hour and 20 minutes, roughly on the phone with this guy explaining the concept of what step maniacs is and why it's good for him and, and why this is such an iconic song that people want to see. And Mm. and all of that was because someone reached out on Twitter and wanted to see that that song was revived. And so Mm -hmm. I, I sort of saw it as a challenge on going back and trying, trying to get but um, it's it, no, it's just every every single instance is never the same. It's it's been it's been very difficult sometimes convincing some of the artists or the labels. But it's also the term. It's a lot of people can license songs for a certain amount of time, and then mm. that's why you see like they they only exist in in games for a while, mm-hmm. um, and then they go away. But we're very fortunate because a lot of the artists that we work with so far that that it really doesn't happen. We sort of try to license it for for life as long as the as long as the game is in production then we try to keep the song going there are cases where we can't do that sometimes mm. um, with more well-known songs that we get and we actually have some coming up really soon that i'm really shocked that we were able to 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 make happen um like with some major labels like universal and and uh, so deep is, is part of it's controlled by sony atv and oh wow uh, even yeah. work with warner chapel and and it's difficult because those labels own different parts of the song in different parts of the oh world. Oh my goodness. So when you oh think no. about North America, you think about, yeah, you think about Southeast that's Asia, very, you think yeah. about Australia, you think about Europe. It's, it's really difficult. And that's, you know, a lot of people don't understand. A, a lot of times we're restricted by what we can offer in the games because mm-hmm. some of these people just aren't contactable or you just, you can't really make mm-hmm. a, a deal that makes sense uh, financially to be able to do. And so um, it, it definitely takes effort it, and it, it takes someone very determined, which that's, that's the way I approach everything is I'm super determined and I, I have to make this work and there has to be a way. Um, but it's, uh, it, it's difficult. And, and a lot of times it, you know, it dictates what we can put in the game. And a lot of people of course would like to see things like Lady Gaga and Madonna, but you know, oh, yeah, that's songs just, like that yeah, can literally yeah. be. Oh, they can be like $20,000 just for three years. Like, yeah. Not, I, and it, and it, it's, 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 it's pretty difficult, but we're very fortunate. And I, I'm happy that just like the step authors, all of the artists that we work with, they really believe in the concept. They really enjoy having people hear their song. They, they love seeing the videos of people, you know, playing them. And it's, it's really cool because I feel like I get to be the person that connects all those dots and, and sort of make it, you know, work for people in a positive way. And, I mean, that's, that's kind of why I, I'm able to really be positive myself is because, you know, every, every day there's a different plot to solve or, or figure mm. out. And I, uh, I just, I love doing that. So anyway, probably no, got off on a tangent a little bit. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. Like, cause you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's really hard to, you know, cause I've heard like, you know, sometimes the artist wants to do it, but the label's like, no, we don't want to do it. Or, you know, you might have these conflicts. Um, but another, another uh, question I have about music is um trying to find my question here that i wanted to ask um uh so like because you do offer the ability to uh you know for your for your the players to to ask for songs like what is like a song you know that you get a lot of requests for 
can you can you think of one like oh man i keep seeing this pop up here um you know on the on the on this form or in this email or or whatever it might be however you get those requests so is there something that you see like all, all the time that people ask for well, I mean, a lot of the stuff that we've introduced, uh, I mean, that you see so far, I mean, they're usually pretty high on the list um, mm. or they're just liked by people. Uh, there are some coming as well. Uh, I I don't necessarily want to mention them, but. Uh, no, and that's, uh, that's fine. Yeah. The, um, but usually like we do look at that list and it does have influence, but like the songs that are in the game or in the software so far, uh, a lot of them have been requested by people or they wanted to say, I mean, so, so, so deep is another good example of that. Um, Bye Bye Baby Balloon is probably another good one. Um, there's a lot of classics that are in there and, and in the software now that were, were basically asked for by mm. multiple people. And um, I sort of look at it as a case of how many people are asking for it and then how realistic is it actually mm-hmm. you know, to be able to pull off? Like mm-hmm. what, what, is, what will be involved? What will be the, the budget? And there are cases where I, I, I unfortunately have to discount some things just because of how difficult it would be or from a financial aspect it just doesn't mm. make sense you know to, to you know you know pay a certain amount for just one song um it just depends you, you don't know i mean in the end you want to try to make everybody happy and, and make it all work but there are some cases where it's difficult and you have to basically say well not be worth the investment oops <laughs> that's okay that's all right um i think my, my headphones died oh <laughs> uh, that's okay i can still hear you sound you sound great um uh but so like, how's it been? Cause I, I see that, you know, Yap and, um, uh, Neo was Naoki have come on board too. So like, um, I, I had a question about this. Oh yeah. So now that they're on board, I mean, do you, do their, do like user requests have an influence on what those type of artists can, oh, yeah. can do for step maniacs? So like, Oh, I see Seiko's post is in here. I love that song, but I also love this Banya song. So like, We've, you know, I was just curious, and again, not, it doesn't have to be specifics, but you no, know. it's been it's been fun. Um, we've had a lot of messages from people uh, that that are you know asking for certain songs or things to be like other things, or to have transplants, or I mean, all kinds of different scenarios. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it, it's just it's really cool to be able to work with both of those guys because uh, we are the only dance game in history that. Uh, so mm. you know, people again, there's a new generation of players that don't know who those people are perhaps, mm. which is interesting to me, but it's not their fault because they just weren't around at the time. But, um, you know, Naoki is, is iconic and being able to have and distribute his music in, in our project is, is absolutely amazing to me. Um, and, and again, it, it was one of those scenarios where I tried for, for months and even years to connect with him and, and uh, it eventually worked out and it was possible. Mm. And, and he's really happy to be involved uh, with with our game and 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 have his music in there. And uh, there's there's been cases where it's just it's it just it feels, you know, like a time machine. If you go back to you mm. know like 2005 or 2006 or something, and, and you were to try to pr- predict what today would be like, um, I mean, and, and Yap is the same way. A lot of people don't know his his uh, involvement with Banya back in the days. Mm-hmm. But if you go back in time and you, you tell yourself okay, we're going to have the in the groove uh, musician with the pump it up lead musician. And we're going to get the, uh, you know, the original dance dance revolution musician, mm. and we're going to put them all in a game. And you're, you know, it's going to be 2020. It's going to yeah, be. No really one would ever cool. think that was possible. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 This, I saw like some comment about how this would be like some kind of like 
you know, discussion, like at a con or something that someone's mm. joking about in a hotel room. Absolutely. <laughs> but um, I, I respect those guys very much. And so it's, it's great to be able to bring us all together, like a trifecta sort of, mm-hmm. and, and sort of reintroduce this music to people in a, in a modern way. And um, I, uh, I, like I said, it's, it's just, it's very fortunate because there, there's not another game out there that is, that is able to do this. And mm-hmm. I, I feel sort of honored to be able to work with them and, and, and help present that. So it's, and, it, and it's for the, for the fans too, because it's just neat to sort of see, you know, these people come back again, just like sort of the older musicians as well and, and sort of be center focus again, um, because, mm. you know, they, they, uh, they're incredible. They, they really were the, the, the origin and the roots of these, of this concept and they deserve to be in the spotlight and, and you know, for whatever reason uh, they, they aren't as much today. So mm-hmm. we're fortunate to be an outlet to, you know, to be able to provide for them. And it's amazing because, like, you know, for those who are just getting to know Naoki now through, you know, whether they've gone back and they started playing DDR and they're like, who's this Naoki guy? You know, one thing that they'll miss out on is that knowing that Naoki had, you know, much like like you've done with your music and different types of music, he had all these pseudonyms for, you know, d- oh, yeah. different songs, you know. And so it's like someone who goes back now and they play this, they're like, well, I didn't know that this guy was this guy or th- and this guy and that guy. And so it's yeah. like, because I remember, you know, when iTunes first came out and I'm really into dance games, I would go through iTunes looking, well, who's this double Z guy, you know, this double Zeta guy, or who's this Omega guy? Like <laughs> I can't find anything. Yeah. Or there's some rapper called who's Omega. One nine- who's 190 you know? yeah, like, like, like not knowing that oh i had to look in you know the 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 booklet for uh dance dance revolution economics to find out oh naoki is all of these guys okay that makes a lot yeah. of sense now and then yep you know of course you know there's all there's so many classic you know banya songs and oh, then yeah. when he when he branched out i think it was in nx because it started with i think it started with chimera you know, I was like, who's Yap? Who's this guy? I had no idea that, that Banya was, I thought Banya was some dude. Yeah. Yeah, Like, and so it's great to see that, you know, that this stuff, you know, didn't burn them to the other point. Like, no, I don't, I don't want to do this again, you know, but that they could come in and then it could jump on board. And it's like, you know, Neoki, I I could have expected that maybe, but, you know, but but when I saw those songs show up, like the, I think it's, what is it? um, Electro Asia, the, you know, I was like, this song is awesome. Like it's, you know, oh, yeah. I, and that, that, so that, that one in particular is a brand new production too, obviously mm-hmm. inspired by things in the past, but mm-hmm. there's been cases with Naoki where, you know, we're transplanting some things and changing them a little bit from like seventh code. And he's, mm. he's, uh, he's offered stuff to us or does certain things. There's really exciting stuff happening that's coming up actually that people will really enjoy. Um, I, it's just, it's, it's just like a blast from the past. It's really kind of cool, but yeah, it's exactly. It's uh, it's it's just neat because these guys, you know, are are responsible for so much heritage and and roots in the past, and here they are again, back where they belong. So, <laughs> and I wanted to ask you too. Um, and it's okay if you can't say anything about it, but when I saw the twelve song, and I'm like, and I saw Ryu Kasaka, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, like, I just, <laughs> I literally just thought that to be the greatest thing because I'm like you know, I was a Ryu Kasaka fan. I've, I've always enjoyed her work, um, you know, because before I was into J-pop and then when I transplanted to, to pump it up, I kind of, you know, I branched out into K-pop and kind of forgot about J-pop, but I, I always loved her work. And I know she worked with Naoki in the past and B4U and all that. So to see her in Set Maniacs too, and I don't know how much involvement's there. And again, like, you know, 
that's that's amazing to someone like me who was who was a fan you know because i love trance you know true uh trans uh no true trans sunrise yep. mix and and true. all the stuff that she yep. did so it's like you know and to see her working with naoki in that song too and i i don't know the whole story there but um you know that that's such a great thing and it was so unexpected and then for yap to come on board you know because i saw the hypnosis song and i'm like okay this is i mean and that and to be honest that's the closest to like the pump it up version which is fine that things are not exactly yeah. the same but i was like i was like that's hypnosis it's like okay okay we're going, <laughs> we're going somewhere like you know um so anyway i'll, I'll wrap it up that, with just that a, song is a little bit of a different yeah a different yeah place, and, but, and i kind of like understand like but, there's some things there you'll you'll be happy next month then based on what you've said you'll be happy to what you'll what you'll hear next month so just leave it at that, just just a couple more saying. questions for you, Kai, because I don't want to take up all your time. And again, sure. like I said, I really do appreciate you talking because we've been going for a while. Of course. Um, so there, uh, so a couple things. Just um, I guess we'll do we'll do two more questions here because I wanted to know about this. Um, I think this would be an interesting question. Um, we talked about a little bit about like writing charts for step maniacs and, and you you have a, a, a team that offers you a lot of variety and, and the step charts and how they're written and stuff. But what is, what is your thought process? I, I believe you've written charts too. And I know you've written charts in the past because believe me, I, I, on pump pro plus I've logged every single pump it up pro chart. So like, I saw your name <laughs> oh, a lot and I'm like, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. Kyle I, did, you know? I, I didn't do it. I swear. <laughs> no, if you liked the chart, then yeah, I, yeah, I did yeah. it. If you didn't like no, the and chart, I, and then I think you, someone else did it. I think you wrote the crazy chart for, it feels just like that night. I think I'm pretty sure. And I was like, I and yeah. that was, that was a fantastic chart. Like I love the, the Beethoven virus spins and, spins. and everything. Yeah. But like, what yeah. is your thought process? Do you, do you think and plan ahead for a chart? Um, we've kind of, kind of touched on the subject already, but, or do you just go by what you're feeling and how you would move to the music in that situation? Or is it just, so, you know, what's your yeah. process? Um, so, you know, actually I, I change it up every now and then there's, and when I say that for me, what's important is not necessarily, and this is very different. Like if you talk to anybody about step charts or hmm. sort of rhythm game design, they're going to have a different answer for you. And, and it's really, it is all opinion based. There is, mm. there's, you know, things that you should do, things that you shouldn't do. And, and it's sort of like theory, just like music, mm. as mm. most people would know. But in, in, in my case, I, I don't think it's necessarily important that the steps go to every single detail in the song. Like, like mm. if there is a 32nd note trill or something, or a 24th note trill, that's on a something odd in the background or a bass, you know, or a kick or something, I don't feel the need to put that in the steps because just because it's in the song, I don't think it needs to be translated and it doesn't always turn out, you know, the, like the, the best, you know, it's not the best communicated way to mm -hmm. experience the song. I also think that's what's super important in songs. And I was just talking to someone about this the other day is transition. So when, when the music sort of goes between, you know, like a chorus or a bridge or a, a you know, or a verse or something, there are, there's, there's uh, from a music production standpoint, there are transitions or bridges. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's also important that the steps do this too. And when I say that, I mean, like, sort of like they, they go between the sections sort of like in a connected way without just suddenly being thrown, you know, rhythms, uh, just because it's in the song, like it's okay to have some spaces in the chart. Like I don't, I don't, I wouldn't flip out if there's like a, a bar of no arrows period. Mm -hmm. I think rests are just as effective as, actually you know pressing arrows at the time um 
but my process is, is I usually listen to the song uh, for almost nonstop for a few days. And I try to mm. think to myself, you know, like what, what would really make this be memorable for people? Because I approach every step chart from a way of, uh, and this is a little bit different considering uh, today versus how my approach was within the groove, because um, within the groove, we didn't really, we weren't as concerned about like the orientation or the way the player was facing. We, we mm. really cared more about the rhythm um, element. And mm-hmm. um, I would say that I've, I've, I've grown to um, appreciate the other aspects besides the particular rhythms that you can place with, with the, you know, with the patterns. Um, I'm more concerned now about, you know, are people facing left? Are they facing right? Is this mm-hmm. kind of a jump? Is it awkward going into another section or is there a nice bridge or a transition going into the next section? So I'll listen to the song and I'll usually lay down everything um, from the placement and the rhythms at once. But sometimes I like to change it up too. And, and I'll, I'll just listen to the song and I'll just put the rhythms like all on the left arrow or something. Mm, okay. And, then, and th- then I'll go back afterwards and I'll try to like change up the orientation and, and, and sort of, you know, uh, change the, the workflow a little bit. Sometimes I'll use mirror. Sometimes I'll, I'll do things like flipping the ups and the down arrows, or sometimes I'll try to, to implement more center twists and things. Um, I'm usually the one on the team right now that's sort of more of the conservative approach because we have a lot of step authors that like to push the limits and, mm. and do things at the 22 plus range. And so um, that, you know, back in the day, I used, to, I used to be that guy and I used to do that. My approach more these days is making sure that it's a memorable song and it's fun at the end. Um, so I'm not as obsessed with making sure that, you know, it's a, you know, there's a 16th note run that's going to cause someone to get a miss or something or, mm-hmm. uh, or super technical that someone has to do it a certain way. I try to take the approach of people are going to play it their own way um, to get, you know, for whatever, however they want to, to experience it, whether or not if they want to go for the score or if they just want to have fun. Um, and I, I try to be the guy that's sort of in like the 20, 22 range. Cause I, that's also been our most popular rating, um, based on the stats that we see that people play because mm. we, you reach the most amount of people that are sort of in that classic 10, 11 range. Um, not to say that other people aren't playing, you know, the other things that, that there, that there are, but you're, you're reaching majority of the player, uh, base by trying to, to fit that need. And so I like to be sort of that in that area. Um, because that's also what I, what I like to, you know, play as well. Um, and I also like to not necessarily use the bar all the time. I, I like to sometimes change up. Uh, I mean, I'll play easy and stuff too. So mm-hmm. the, the easier charts are also equally as important to me. So I, I will spend hours on, on an easy chart just as much as I would on a wild chart, because I want to make sure that people, you know, can do, you know, they can spin, they can do bar flips, they can do all of the classic stuff that we used to do back in the day. Um, and again, you know, in the groove, never really focused on that very well. And Pump It Up Pro sort of did a better job, I feel like, because when we introduced the mm. normal difficulty, it didn't exist in most cases for a lot of the charts. So we got a chance to really feel for it. But for anyway, to answer your question, I guess, in the most complete way, without using too many words, is I, I like to just make sure that whatever is being created is fun. And so no matter what, if the rhythms are slightly different than the song, that's okay to me. Um, just as long as the end result is, is, you know, what you played is just memorable in some way. Uh, you, it, sometimes, you know, that hits people in a good way or a bad way, uh, as long as it's memorable and it sticks out, that's really what I go for. And, um, you know, it, like I said, it, it can be debated several different places because there's a, people that all have very different perspectives on a, on a step chart. It's, it's all opinion based.
So yeah, and, there, and there's a very, that I'm right. and there's a very, uh, it's very much like an artistry too, because, you know, um, it is very subjective to people too. Cause I mean, there's some charts that, you know, mostly playing pump. It's like, I really like that. I really like turns. I like kind of weird transitions and stuff, but there's other people that's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not feeling that. So it's, it's good that you, yeah. you know, I love that you say you, you put effort even to an easy chart and I understand how that goes too, because, you know, um, with step maniacs, you know, I, I feel like you guys have a good range in your charts too. Whereas someone who plays pump, you know, another downfall of that game is like, Oh, here's a new song. It's really cool. But the easiest difficulty is an 11. <laughs> so, you know, and, and, yeah. and so someone yeah. who plays below that, well, I guess I just won't play that until I get there. You know, so then, you know, my, yeah. my separate chart writing partner pops and I, we, we go through and, and like, oh, we're going to fill in a gap for step mania, you know, step mania based engine. So, or, and write a UCS chart. So it's, it's good that you do that because I, I really respect that too, that, you know, even though this might not be something that, you know, uh, an experienced player might play, you know, it's still good for someone who's just up and coming and, and that. So, and, and yeah. Kyle, I just want to, want to end on one last question here. So, um, Sure. If someone's interested in learning more about Step Maniacs, what's the best place for them to find the information they need? Yeah. Uh, so the best way is, so we have a player group on Facebook. Uh, you can go to the Step Maniacs player group. We also have a Discord channel that was started originally by a few players, but we sort of keep up with it with tech support questions or, or other things. Um, we also have a Twitter uh, that you can you can look at, at any sort of news that's coming up, and Lightning does a good job managing that. And and uh, thank you to him for that. Um, but uh, usually, like also, if you just follow me on on Facebook uh, lately, I've most of my feed is mainly just Step Maniac stuff because I just don't really feel the need to post a lot of personal stuff on Facebook as much these days. And I usually just use it as a promotional outlet. But if you follow me on any of those outlets, you'll see, you know, the latest trends or whatever, whatever we want to hype people with, you'll, you'll encounter it there. Um, but, you know, feel free to, to, to become involved, join our discord, talk to us. And uh, our, our goal is just to really be welcoming to people. And it doesn't matter what you play or what, what it is that you enjoy. Um, you know, you should at least consider adding us uh, in, in case someday you get a chance to, to try a Step Maniacs machine or something. Um, you'll get the insider information that way and sort of like see the excitement as, th as things continue to build. So and and one last comment on your step chart thing is uh, uh, there's there's also cases where you'll write something and you don't like it uh, later mm -hmm. or you wish it would have been different that, you know, everybody probably goes through that. And there are cases where, you know, I look back at songs I've done and it's like, I, what was I thinking when I did this? And I, I wish it was different, but you know, here we are. <laughs> so, and I, I know exactly what you, you know, mean. You know how it is. Um, because uh, the, the, the guys that were involved with the Step F2 P1 project, the, the Pump It Up variant of Step Mania 5, they decided to, to step away yeah. from it, you know, cause they want to move on with their life and stuff. So they, I, you know, I was getting involved with them and, and, and all that. So, uh, I, I took over to help, you know, try to help with tech support there and stuff too. Um, so like we were going pops and I were going through and we're looking at older charts that we did a few years ago. And we're just like, we have that same exact feeling like, what, what yeah, were we what? thinking? <laughs> like, that's not good. Like, I know, you know, there's, it happened. so yeah, yeah. Like it's, you know, I, I totally understand, but Kyle, thank you so much my friend for, for coming on and talking. I think we talked about an hour and a half 
you know, it's, it, you're, you're a wonderful yeah. guy. And I, I definitely, definitely appreciate everything that you're doing for this community. And I really want to see step, step maniac Thank soar you. to new heights. So it's a beautiful product. So if you guys get the chance to play it at any time, if it shows up in your city or somewhere nearby, when it's safe to go out and do so, um, in the future, you know, give it a chance because it really is a great game and it's got something for everybody. Um, you know, we do have one here in Orlando. So if you're in Orlando, um, you know, you can go down to ready game begin and all that. And Robin's a great guy. He'll play step maniacs with you and all Love that. Robin. So, yeah. yeah. And it's just, you know, thank you again, Kyle. And uh, say thank you to your team for me. And, um, you know, I'm looking for looking forward to what's coming in the future. So just keep, keep doing what you're doing, man. It's, do. it's definitely appreciated. So again, thank you. And thank you. I'll talk I, to you we soon. We appreciate you following it. Thank you. No problem. All right, uh, take good. care. Thanks all right. a lot. You're welcome. All right. Bye. See ya.